You are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Dr. Clithrow from A Healthier View. Here we are again. And of course, I am super pumped because today we're going to talk to Adrian Jezik about ice baths. Yes, you heard me right. Ice baths. They are so amazing. And when I heard Adrian's story a few weeks ago, um, which she's going to share here today, I was just, just amazed. But first off, I want to thank you for being here. And if this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. Our goal for A Healthier View is about taking smaller steps to a healthier life. And I want you to think of this as we talk to Adrienne. Her story kind of reminds me of Tony Robbins. You know, daily small steps add up and they really do. So Scott, I got so excited jabbering along. How are you today and what have you been up to? I am fine, Beth. It's great talking to you, but it's also great listening to you. So never apologize. I'm always, uh, I always enjoy listening to what you have to say. So great intro. Um, I am having a great uh, month so far, and I've been enjoying the World Series because my favorite baseball team, the Houston Astros, you know, I was born and raised in <laughs> Houston, Texas, yeah. have made it. And it's ironically against the Atlanta Braves, where Up To Me Radio is produced, <gasps> and the wonderful That's team right. there. So it's kind of interesting how we have that thing going on. So Mel, I don't, I'm sure you're an Atlanta Braves fan, but made the best team win, and by the time this comes out, Beth, I think it may be almost over or over so that most listeners who are into that thing may know what the final outcome was. But again, I, I do love sports and um, I'm, I admire these elite athletes and what they can do. And um, so that's kind of what I've been doing lately, among other things. Oh, that's wonderful. How about you? What do you, what have you been up to? You know, I mean, go Astros. I'm just going to say that. Go Astros. But, um, you know, <laughs> I've just been on the path to being kinder to myself. And, you know, I, it just, it really just hit me. I just want to take a minute to talk about being kinder and gentler to our bodies and to our spirits. And, you know, for me, I tend to hold my body or my life to unrealistic standards, which I think a lot of people do. But when we do that, what are we saying to our bodies? when we're not being kind to ourselves. Um, I'm kind of doing an experiment with myself. Like what happens if I don't worry about judgment from others? I mean, real or imagined. I mean, we live in a world where we feel like we have to live up to what Hollywood or society views as beautiful or even successful. So I've been on a little bit more of a a spiritual path lately. That's wonderful. You know, I, a lot of my brain goes to the tension between two things. Like in medicine, there's a lot of, you know, obviously there's pros and cons and risks and benefits, but, you know, listening to you talk, I think about how, you know, for me, kind of a turnoff, if you will, or, you know, people who are very self-aggrandizing or, you know, braggadocious or boastful, you know, but yet, you know, that self-love, that sense of self-worth is important. And yet I guess, and I know you'd agree with this, but there's that balance. Like, I know that you have that, 
you have a great balance about that. It seems like, you know, you you're confident in your many abilities, but I think you have a humility about it and, and whatnot. So does that make sense? I feel like I could probably use a little bit more self-confidence or at least sense of self-worth. Cause I think I sometimes go the other way because I don't want to appear, you know, boastful or braggadocious. So that that's that, that's the thing I work on a lot. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. And it's just, I, I, I don't think of you, I think of you as a very, you know, humble, I think you've, I mean, and I just want to brag on you. I mean, <laughs> you were voted in as the top doctor in Austin, Texas. Oh yeah. Thank you. That's, that's coming out here soon. I think I have one of the magazines in Austin voted by peers. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Thank you. But I, I appreciate that. But so I, I, to me, as your friend, as your colleague, I just think you have a really, really good balance in your life. I mean, obviously wow. I don't see you every day. I don't see you at the hospital. I don't see you with your patients, but to me, you are just a beautiful human being. And to hear you kind of struggle or even like, you know, think, am I doing this right? To me, that's almost shocking. And I've known you for a de- over a decade. So, <laughs> well, you know, we talk about the practice of medicine and, you know, maybe someday we'll get it right and I'll keep practicing until I retire, but also, you know, the practice of being the human being, I think you got to keep practicing and, and just uh, wake up every day going, I think I'm going to try and do things even better today and learn from my mistakes. So I appreciate that. But yeah, I think it's just a one day at a time, right? Yeah. Speaking of waking up and trying something different, I want to talk about our guest, Adrienne Jezik, just for a second. I mean, she has an amazing story about healing physically, emotionally, spiritually. I mean, and her story is truly powerful. I mean, it's mind-blowing because she did it with cold water. And when you hear her talk, her story is moving, and it really talks about what would happen if we test our limits with small steps and perhaps getting a little physically uncomfortable? And Scott, you know, I've actually been experimenting with the Wim Hof method, which is a method of systematic breathing and then sitting in ice water for two minutes. I've only done it a few times. And Scott, I actually called you on my way home from my very first ice bath. I, you were my first phone call. And I remember saying, or maybe even yelling into the phone, I feel freaking great. And I did. I felt so empowered. Now, lately, I've been doing more kind of the cold showers mixed with warm water. And I have to say, I love my cold journey. I, I really had to push those fears out of my head about being uncomfortable and and just do it. Well, I'm excited about this show. I'm looking forward to learning a lot from her because I think this is just a fascinating topic. And yeah, you're, you were pretty much on cloud nine when you called that day. And I was very impressed, very impressed. Well, let's get in the cold with Adrian. So stay with us and we will be right back after this commercial break. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. All right. Well, let's get to the interview. And really, again, thank you all for joining us here to help your view. And I'm happy to uh, get in this conversation about um, cold water therapy and ice baths. So, uh, Adrian, could you just kind of tell us how, you know, before we get into that, how tell me about your health journey. Tell us how you've kind of 
dealt with your health issues and, and how you've gone about that. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Adrian Jezik. I'm co-founder and co-owner of Merlitsko Forge Electric Ice Baths. And my journey began in my early 30s when I got sick. And I've been healthy my entire life, never had any major allergies or major illnesses. And I just suddenly was developing this crazy heartburn. It was affecting even eating and drinking water. I was struggling with just the most basic of, you know, supplying my own human needs. And quickly, I was diagnosed with my first autoimmune condition, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And that subsequently led to two more conditions being diagnosed within the first couple of years. Uh, the next one I was diagnosed with was eosinophilic esophagitis, which is uh, where allergies present in the esophagus, and urticaria, where the outside of my body basically turned into a hive anytime I was allergic to anything. And uh, it was a difficult journey. I, I kept taking more medications and seeing more specialists and trying all these different things and, and, and never felt any relief. At the high point, I was taking more than 20 plus vitamins, pills, prescription medications, supplements per day, and two live antibody shots per month from my allergist, and never had any symptom relief. I'd gained 50 pounds in the first year of my illness. I'd always been a thin person prior to this, so that came on hard and fast and came with oh, its wow. own issues and, you know, things like that. I mean, 50 pounds is a lot to carry extra, and when it comes on that fast, it was just mm -hmm. extremely uncomfortable. And over the course of my journey uh, through illness in my mid-30s, I did try different things. You know, I went the naturopath route and tried acupuncture and detoxes and cleanses and massage and the whole bit for that. And again, even if I got some symptom relief, it was mild and it was, it was never lasting. I changed up my food regimen. I started following the Walls Protocol by Dr. Terry Walls. She developed this low inflammation food regimen to help her with her symptoms of multiple sclerosis. And I thought anything that helps reduce inflammation in the body has got to be good. So I tried mm -hmm. that. And that was also the beginning of my journey in learning how to feed myself for medicine versus, you know, eating for comfort or eating out of emotion. And it wasn't until November of 2017 that I discovered deliberate cold exposure that I had any real relief from symptoms for my, for my illness. So I uh, took my first ice bath in November of 2017. It lasted about nine seconds. And <laughs> I jumped out and I freaked out and the pain in my legs was gone for the first time in years. Mm. But the relief that I experienced just from having a moment without chronic pain, I just cried. It was, it was, a moving experience for me. And I knew right away that I would take another ice bath, not that day, You're <laughs> I right. wait a week or so, but I knew right away that, all right, now I can't deny it. I cannot deny the power of the cold and, and the way that it was such an instant transformation. I was feeling empowerment in my body and I was feeling empowerment in just the confidence of sitting in an ice bath or at the time dropping myself into an ice bath and for the relief to be so immediate and so profound that's what that's what made me an instant ice addict hmm. you know I've been um 
I have to say, I've been experimenting with the Wim Hof um, and Adrian, I did see your Instagram video of you doing an ice bath, which we will put on our landing page and it is great and fun. Um, when I did my first ice bath, um, I can't even put into words, I'm going to use your word, the empowerment I felt. I mean, it felt great, but how did you hear about them? I mean, the breath work and the ice baths. And I mean, I know you said, um, you know, that's when you just tried to, when you decided to try them, but how did you hear about them and say, what the heck, I'm going to give it a try? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, my husband and I, we read a lot and we were reading at the time books like Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb, where he talks about cold exposure. And then also some old Steinbeck and Hemingway, Hemingway, where he talks about like being a little bit uncomfortably cold and the way that would wake him up and revive him to, you know, write a few more chapters or spurn his creativity. And we were also learning through biohacking and different health things that deliberate cold exposure was becoming a thing. People were doing it. People were doing this Wim Hof method breath work and taking ice baths and receiving results. We we're also finding people online like Dean Hall who cured his cancer through deliberate cold exposure swimming. And it was all of these little things together that was like, this is worth a try. And a friend of ours here in Phoenix, a local yoga instructor, started hosting experiences in his backyard that my husband was always able, able to attend, but due to my work schedule at the time, I was not. And so when Jason, my husband, decided, hey, you know, we'll just do one of these in our backyard so you can give it a try. You don't even have to worry about a schedule. We'll just invite some people over and do it. At first I was like, no, like you've got to be crazy. I mean, you can hear these people talk about the healing benefits of the cold, but I'm a Florida girl. I grew up on the beach. I lived in Hawaii. Phoenix summers, when you say that they're so hot, it's like, you know, it's, it's almost unbearable. That's my favorite time of year still after 17 years. I love the heat. And I was terrified. I was terrified of trying an ice bath. And I was also at my wit's end. So I would have tried anything at that time. So it was mm -hmm. in books. It was out on media. We were seeing people we knew do it. And to me, it was just worth a try. The beauty is that instant gratification, that instant reset. So you, it's passive. You show up, you sit down, you breathe, and then you have an instant result. So I instantly was relieved of my pain. I had a surge of no dopamine and norepinephrine running through my brain that made me feel good. Um, I don't have to tell anyone living with chronic pain or illness how much depression, anxiety ends up taking over your life just because you're constantly bombarded with discomfort. Uh, and it took me less than two years. Once developing this as a regular practice, it took me less than two years to fully reverse all traits of autoimmune in my system, get rid of every single prescription pill, vitamin, supplement, and shot that I was taking, and wow. get a clean read from my endocrinologist. Wow. wow. Did you, um, you know, you're, you're, you know, relatively young and healthy. I have a lot of patients that are older, and this would not be a good idea. They got peripheral vascular disease or hypertension because... You know, my, you know, hypertension is a problem because it causes vasoconstriction and the central, you know, shunting of the blood and blood pressure goes up with cold water immersion. So do you recommend people get a doctor's clearance for this if they have chronic medical conditions or is there a certain age or tell me a little bit more about that? You know, I've worked with a lot of, I've have worked with so many people over the years with different symptoms, different <laughs> diagnoses. And what I found is 
the list for who it doesn't help is quite short. If you have, well, a I'm not saying that, that maybe not necessarily doesn't help, but I mean, just it may be a danger. It, you know, it causes problems initially. You know, I mean, in other words, before they get to the benefits, it may cause complications. You know, initially from just being in cold water. Again, you know, I'm thinking about somebody with peripheral vascular disease who smokes, who's maybe doesn't know it, you know, who's got hypertension, is uncontrolled. I mean, you know, I just wonder how you go about a medical screening for those, you know, maybe over 50 or 60. Well, I have people sign a waiver. I think that okay. at, this, at this point in time, it's, it's hard. What I've experienced is it's difficult for a doctor to sign off on it because there's not enough research out there about it. And mm-hmm. so what I've seen when people are asking for, or even when I asked for doctors, you know, recommendations or referrals or how they feel about it, they refuse to acknowledge it as a healing modality. And because the research is still so new and so yeah. few, um, many doctors are hesitant to sign off on that, especially yeah. someone with a heart condition, a vascular condition, or pregnancy. Those are yeah. the ones that I've seen the most. And I've also seen people with hypertension who are smokers get in an ice bath and have a beautiful experience then develop a cold exposure practice and move towards that greater path of healing so i think it's a case-by-case this and i think if you're unsure sign a waiver uh and you can start slow you can start in a cold shower you don't have to start at freezing temperatures for two minutes submerged to the neck you can start in a cold shower you can start in any amount of water that's cold enough to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, part of what I'm doing here with Beth is I'm trying to get, you know, that dis- that instant dismissiveness that a lot of physicians have um, to go away. I mean, it's, it's going to take a while. It may never happen completely. And a lot of young physicians, I think, are open. But, you know, my conversation with folks with a lot of the things that Beth and I talk about is, look, you know, I'll give you my medical opinion about if there's any risks involved and then you need to, you know, do diligence and trust your expert and your, in this case, you. So, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I think that, you know, that, that's that instant dismissiveness is a shame because I think our job is to say, look, here's where it may be a problem, but as long as you trust the provider, you know, and, and all that go for it. Cause I, I think that, you know, we have a lot of, um, questions and not all the answers on our side of the coin so yeah i think it's great you're you're doing this but i i just feel like i know that um you know it just uh, just can can be a problem sometimes with that that's all that's all i'm saying but yeah no i think it's great i mean yeah and the the anti-inflammatory effects itself yeah and i think you nailed it when you said you know gather the information get the expertise and then take your health into your own hands you know it's Mm -hmm. up to us you know, and, and I really have a lot of sympathy for doctors because I understand the position that they're in as well. You know, you're yeah. seeing anywhere from 20 to say 50 patients in a day. Every single human is different. And mm-hmm. we're never coming to the table with our full list of symptoms because we don't even know that some of these are symptoms. We're never yeah. coming to the table with our full list of practice either because we tend to forget when we're standing in that office, we're in front of the doctor and we've only got a few minutes and we want to spit it all out. And so there's a limited communication between patient and doctor that I do also think needs to change. But instead of me trying to change an entire medical system that is centuries in the making and possibly millennia in the deconstructing timeline, uh, I say start with the self. self. Gather the information you need to gather and empower yourself to take your health into your own hands. Our bodies are designed to heal themselves. If you think of even breaking a bone and healing that bone, it may not happen as fast as Wolverine, but that is a miracle. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And miracles yeah. every day. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, you know, human body is amazing and mostly misunderstood or not understood yet for sure. So yeah, no, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. You know, I've only stayed in ice water for two minutes. That's the longest I've stayed in. And I actually said a few words that we would have to bleep out in this show <laughs> when I went into that ice water. But Adrian, what is the recommended time that people should stay in for any benefit? And how often do you recommend people doing these ice baths? Well, I think that's a varied answer because each person's practice is unique to themselves. And I think it depends on what you're working on. So, for instance, I was working on autoimmune. Many of my clients were working on, you know, cancer or autoimmune or substance abuse recovery. What I find is that if you do one ice bath your entire life, you will be a changed person. You'll have a benefit. If your goal is to reverse autoimmune or reverse cancer or change your body, ideally, you want it to be below 35 degrees. You want to submerge all the way to the neck hands and feet included under the water for two minutes for maximum health benefits. You will receive health benefits 55 or below. You'll receive health benefits as long as you're uncomfortable. So even if all you can do is a cold shower, I think a daily practice is good, but it's like, it's like working out. We don't do everything seven days a week. And sometimes there is a such thing as overdoing it. So I'm not a fan of seeing these people doing these 20 minute ice baths. It's unnecessary. Minimum effective dose. Even if you're getting started and all you can do is get all the way in up to the next, sit down and then stand up and get out, that's going to have an impact on your Mm -hmm. healing. So I say first, figure out what your access is. That's going to be the most important as far as deciding on what your deliberate cold exposure regimen is going to be. Second, decide on what you're working on. If you're working through metabolic or cancer or something like that, you want to do it as often as possible. Three to five times a week, six times a week is still beneficial. Seven times a week can be good. And again, you can overdo it. So think of minimum effective dose. And if your body's really not feeling it, don't force it. There are times we need to push past that discomfort. There are times we need to honor the sacred self and understand that, you know, there's times to take a break. Uh, For women, I have heard some women don't have good experience around their cycle with cold, and so they avoid it around their cycle. I'm one who says it helps, so I'm going going for it as often as possible. And again, like working out, I may have a goal to do it five times in a week, and I may get to it three times in a week. Anytime you do it is going to be good. It's going to be effective. And it's not necessarily about how long you can stay in. Uh, it's more about how uncomfortable are you? How are you teaching yourself to move through that? And what do you feel afterward? I think one of the most beautiful things about a practice with ice baths and deliberate cold exposure is that it helps us reignite that conversation between the brain and the body. So we start to really hear from our bodies what they need from us. Mm. That was one of the greatest benefits for me when I began this practice. Interesting. So you know, I think I've, it varies person to person. Yeah. <clears throat> I, you know, I've, um, I've done it a few times after long runs and, you know, my children, uh, after sports, um, in high school, our, the trainer at our high school was big on deliberate cold exposure, you know, therapy. And, and I always wondered, you know, so lactic acid is a buildup and, you know, it needs to come out of the muscles, but yet you're kind of vasoconstricting the blood flow to the muscles. So I, I don't, I'm a little bit upside down on just the general practice. How did, so how does vasoconstriction to the muscle bed during the therapy 
help clear lactic acid? Is it the reflexive vasodilation after you get out that works or tell me, take me through the physiology there a little bit better. Yeah, that, that is part of it. And your body does a detox. Your, it flushes your lymphatic system when you are going through ice baths and deliberate cold exposures. Mm-hmm. You're also getting a lymphatic flush. Everything in your okay. body is moving just a little bit at a greater speed and more intense because in your brain, your body thinks you're dying. So mm-hmm. it's going to rev up all of your systems online, your immune system, your white blood cells, your metabolism. It's going to rev all of these systems while you're in the ice. And then when you get out, not like you said, you get back to that vasodilation, you're moving blood flow and oxygen through the body. It's, it's just one of those things. What I think is important to know for when it comes to working out, if your goal is to gain muscle, it is important to ice bath before you work out. We've seen about 15 to 20% in gains for people who are working out post-ice, using a workout as a post-ice recovery. If you're not worried about gains, if muscle soreness is your bigger concern, it's a great idea to take an ice bath after a workout. I still say wait about 45 minutes to an hour because you want your... You want your muscles to be inflamed for a little while because you're working them intentionally. You're tearing them to build them. You're doing this. You're putting them in this stress in order to become stronger tomorrow. So you don't want to lose all of those gains. If you give yourself a good 45 minutes to an hour post-workout, that should be plenty for you to still get benefits um, of reducing that soreness in uh, post-workout. Wow. Interesting. That is, uh, you know, as an exercise physiologist, I'm actually learning a lot from you and, and thank you for that. But I want to know what does the research say about mental benefits and emotional regulation of cold water immersion? Well, I can tell you in my experience that because of that boost of norepinephrine and dopamine that you get in the cold, that's going to be what helps. That's going to be the first thing that helps you deal with whatever it is that you're going through. Most, most of what we're working on, even if we're just, you know, working on a hard race that's coming up, or maybe you're a professional athlete and you perform every time you play a game, it's going to help with that emotional resilience. Part of that is the boost of norepinephrine and dopamine. Part of that is when you're in the cold and it activates fight or flight, you're teaching yourself how to remain calm against Mm. that body's physical reaction. So now all of a sudden, if someone cuts you off in traffic, you're developing the power to pause and become responsive versus reactive. My favorite way to describe this is 10 plus years of dialectical behavioral therapy did not give me the emotional resilience that one ice bath did. Part of that is that that surge of norepinephrine and dopamine. Part of that is teaching yourself to breathe through. Part of it is the shock of the cold just bringing you out of the physical state of that emotional experience. When I believe that when you develop this as a regular practice, you're producing that norepinephrine and dopamine regularly, you're also retraining your brain on how, on what it takes to produce those feel-good chemicals. At the same time, um, you're teaching yourself how to breathe calmly through fight or flight. My greatest experience with this personally was an evening when I was struggling. I was having an emotional experience. I was arguing with my husband. We're sitting on the patio. I'm crying. I'm hyperventilating. I'm angry. I can't express why I'm angry or exactly what it is I'm upset with. And I'm thinking about therapy. I'm thinking, just stand up and move. Just stand up and 
move, change your physical state. If you change your physical state, you can change your emotional state. And in my head, I'm saying, just stand up, just stand up, just stand up. And I couldn't do it. And all of a sudden, it was like a light bulb moment. So just stand up and sit in the ice. And it took a couple of times for me to repeat that inside my brain as I'm still crying and I'm still struggling. Like, okay, just stand up and sit in the ice. So I walk across the yard. I sit down in the ice bath. I was there for about four minutes plus. I got out. I went over to my husband. I said, here's the thing. I don't remember what I was upset about but I'm feeling better now. And can we just move on with the rest of our evening and enjoy our time together? Can we just forget that episode and move forward? And you probably could have knocked him over with a feather. Number one, I've never (laughs) let anything go for any reason. Number two, I have not ever in the middle of an emotionally dysregulated state had a reset button I could push to feel good. It wasn't just deciding to calm down. It wasn't just deciding to let it go. It was sitting in the ice long enough for that surge of norepinephrine and dopamine that then made me feel good. Mm-hmm. I felt yeah. strong. I felt calm. I felt confident. And I felt like, you know what? That was an emotional experience. I didn't need that emotional experience. I'm happy to be in this calm state of mind now. And so I'm just going to roll with that. And so people that I work with that are working through depression and anxiety or PTSD or CPTSD, our brains forget. Our brains are so used to this discomfort. They're so used to feeling depressed and anxious all the time that they almost forget how to feel good. So as I'm in the ice bath and I'm breathing through this, I'm also calmly forming tens of thousands of new neural pathways in a state of calm while producing feel-good chemicals. So I'm retraining my brain on what it feels like to feel good. And for Mm -hmm. anyone who ever suffered from PTSD or CPTSD, you know that the majority of your life, you don't know what it's like to feel good. But for some people in an ice bath, that's the first time they've ever even experienced this is what true mental and emotional peace is. Interesting. You know, um, you, you got me thinking when you talked about the, the you know, sympathetic nervous system or fight or flight, because, you know, sometimes we see patients who have a paradoxical stimulate overstimulation of the, of the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's what causes fainting, you know, the vasovagal response. And in fact, we can one of the ways you can treat a fast heart rate, a patient can before they call 911, if they've got known SVT or AFib, is they can we call this called the dive reflex. They can stick their face in a cold water and it stimulates the vagus nerve which can slow the heart rate down so my long-winded question is have there's a there's a there's a balance there and i wonder if y'all is there any studies where they've actually measured blood pressure and heart rate during submersion i mean i'm sure there's obviously electrical technical engineering issues to work out but that'd be fascinating to see what the heart rate does because i wonder if it initially slows down as the parasympath, as the vagus nerve kicks in, and then the, then the the catecholamines kick in, and your heart rate goes up, and your blood pressure goes up. So my question is, is has that ever been looked at? That's really interesting. You know, the most that we've been able to do is use those Zoom headsets that kind mm-hmm. of monitor our brain waves a little bit mm-hmm. while we're in the cold, and we can tell that everything slows down. I yeah. do believe that that is what happens 
That's why we advise people to go into the neck so that you are stimulating the vagus nerve because the sooner you stimulate the vagus nerve, the sooner you get the surge of norepinephrine and dopamine. Yeah. Now, Michael Wallace, Michael J. Wallace talks about in his book, The Blue Mind, The Dive Reflex, that, you know, anytime you're upset and someone says, well, go splash your face with some water, that's yeah. what you're doing. You splash your yeah. face with water, your body thinks it's going underwater, so everything starts to calm down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite yeah. techniques to tell people if they have a racing heart rate, if they're in an anxiety, in a state of anxiety or having a panic attack, one of the simplest things that you can do is fill a large bowl with ice, add water, and dunk your face three to five times. Yeah. That yeah. is going to activate your dive response. It's going to calm you down. It's going to slow down your heart rate. So I do, there's not enough research. I would love to find a medical facility that would be equipped and also yeah. interested in doing this research because this these are the answers we're looking for. Oh, yeah. I see it happen experientially. I feel it happen to my body. I've worked with enough people over the last four years where I can see the drop. I from the you can get in and you can be in that panic fight or flight state. Yeah. And all of a sudden I see this change in your eyes and your face and your entire body where you're just dropping into that calm state. Yeah. And so I yeah. know that this is happening. I'm just not a doctor, so I can't prove it and I can't do the research. Yeah, I'd be interesting to find somebody to partner with, especially, you know, maybe with y'all's device. But yeah, it's so interesting, you know, because again, all I mean, and I mean, on and on, right? I mean, cortisol levels maybe initially go up with the sympathetic nervous system, but then maybe long term they go down, you know, the other um, you know, who knows what about, you know prostaglandins and and maybe even you know um, prolactin levels who know yeah I, I, it's really interesting there's a lot of research potential research here it seems like i think so too and i think that as this hits more mainstream and we hear more and more stories yeah. of people healing their bodies this way yeah. that's when people are going to be interested so yeah. if anyone out there is interested in doing these studies please reach out to us we are actively seeking um seeking this type of research yeah. Mm, Scott, maybe you guys can hook up somewhere because, you know, yeah, well, like- I, I'm not an academic, but yeah, I mean, I've got academic friends who listen. So yeah, I really, I just, yeah, you know, again, what are the, again, Adrian, one of the things about this show is that I really feel like, you know, there's a, we don't have to be on obviously not we, you know, alternative health and, and kind of traditional Western health doesn't have to be on the opposite sides of the fence. I mean, we should be working together. And that, again, it's that dismissiveness and it kind of goes both ways, to be honest with you. I certainly have had my share of, you know, I, I've been told by, you know, patients that, oh, they said you didn't know what you're talking about, which is, you know, not true. So I mean, I feel like there should be so the, the idea of, 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 you know, utilizing the, the, the research protocols with y'all's expertise, that that's where things will really come through and, and, and really maybe make some, you know, boundary breaking discovery. So it's just really cool to listen and learn from, from experts like you, because this is really interesting stuff. So yeah, I love it. I agree. I agree. And I said, we all have this opportunity right now, right here. We all have the opportunity to just start to change that conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that medicine is necessary. Uh, one of my sisters is a doctor. I am, I am a believer in the ways that medicine has helped me in my life. And yeah. I think that we can start now changing that conversation of what we're capable of doing as a patient. I think it's more important to understand the empowerment of our patients and and as a patient that when you're walking in that room, this is your body, this is your life, this is your health, and this is your job. 
to find ways that are going to make you feel well. And if that means that you're having a conversation with your doctor and maybe a facilitator of breath work or of deliberate cold exposure, that you are the one that is the common denominator among all of these conversations to help you have the best possible outcome for your health and healing. That's so true. You know, one of the best things a physician can say besides well, they can sit down at, you know, and, and not, not have one hand on the doorknob, which again is the reality of fortunately for some physicians is sit, and then one of the best things they can say is tell me more instead of yeah. rolling their eyes and, you know, okay, well, that's interesting. Tell me more, you know, and, and listen, and, and, and that's where true engagement happens. So, yeah, I, I think that's, um, and again, I, I think there's, I think it's getting better, you know, physicians are, I think are, are understanding that there's a lot of ways to do things and patients are in charge. They are in charge. It's their body. And we're here to help them and, and guide them and, and, and be a resource, frankly, you know, so yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. So Adrian, um, I have seen and heard a lot about cryotherapy. There are cryotherapy places all over my, my town. In fact, there's one literally a mile away from my house. So can you tell us what is the difference between cryotherapy and ice baths? Yeah, cryotherapy is air. Air is going to do a lot for the surface of your skin. It's going to wake you up. It's going to make you feel good. But if you're thinking about it, when you go into, I don't know if you've ever tried it, when you go into one of those chambers, they put booties on your feet, they put mittens on your hand, they put earmuffs on your ears, and they put a hat on your head, and they wrap you in a robe. And I'm thinking to myself, how on earth is my body getting any of the benefits if I'm wrapped up so tight that I'm sweating? inside this chamber that's supposed to be negative 200 and something Fahrenheit degrees. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, But air, air affects the surface of the skin. It's not going to penetrate, whereas water penetrates your system. It actually changes, it penetrates, I think, what, seven, seven layers deep through the skin, and it affects your core. So it's, It's because our bodies are mostly made up of water, I believe, that the water has so much more of an impact, and it's the density of the water versus density of the air. So cryo chambers are cool, literally cool. I do not see them having the same impact on health as cold water does because it just doesn't penetrate the same way. You also have to be aware of the dangers of cryo cryo chambers. So Antonio Brown, professional football player, froze the skin off the bottom of his feet. He burned himself from the nitrogen in a cryo chamber, just kind of pushing too far and staying a little too long. And that is one of the risks. Whereas with cold water, you are alerted so far in advance of any hypothermia or any other negative thing happening. You know, your body starts to shiver. It'll start to shiver uncontrollably. Uh, I've seen people stand up and get out their their, uh, flight response is activated they stand up they get out and they're like wait a minute what just happened I'm like well you just got out and they're like I don't remember that I was just sitting there and it's like yeah our body's fight or flight response is a little more active and our bodies let us know long before it's time to get out of cold water whereas mm-hmm. that cold air because it's only penetrating the surface of the skin none of those systems are online in the same way so your immune system your metabolism none of those systems are being activated the same way they do in the density of cold water Wow, that's really interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well. So tell me, you know, tell me a little bit about the cold water devices that you're actually uh, part of the company. Uh, Mor- Moros- I'm part of. If I'm mispronouncing it, Morosco Forge. Is that right? 
Morosko Ford. Morosko Ford, yeah. is Russian for Jack Frost or Father Winter. Oh, and I love it. We make three different. Oh, my goodness. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And forge because we forge ourselves through anti-fragility. So we oh choose discomfort in order to grow strength. And oh, uh, we offer three different models. Two personal use models, one that makes ice without filtration. That's sort of our base model, two-year warranty, personal use only. You have to change the water on that model one to two times a month. Our mid-range models are filtered forge, also personal use, has a full micron filtration system with ozone disinfection. So you can keep water in that 24-7, 365. It will maintain crystal clear water and freezing temperatures. We also provide a two-year warranty on that model. And then we have our top of the line, Big Mama Jamma, the Prism Forge. That is our commercial use forge and also meant for per personal use, yeah. followed by a five-year warranty and uh, will create freezing cold temperatures, will make ice, and also has our full filtration with ozone disinfection system. So all of our models are designed to make their own ice which is what sets us apart from the competition out there. We kind of like to say we don't have competition because nobody else is making ice. Yeah. Uh, so creates a beautiful layer of ice along the bottom. Used to use a digital temperature controller. So if you're new to the practice, you want to start out at 55, start out at 55. Drop that mm. down a degree a day or, you know, five degrees a week or something like that. Uh, but we've got something for everyone. And uh, we do back it up with a warranty. They're handcrafted right here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I think that's pretty rad. We've been able to create about mm -hmm. 30 jobs over the last oh, two years. Wow. Really that's cool awesome. For us. We will continue to keep our manufacturing in the States, despite, you know, what that may mean for our bottom line, because it's important to us not only to create community around this, but also to, you know, create jobs. Yeah. That's amazing. So that is, uh, I encourage yeah. the listeners to check out the website because the, they're, they're really beautiful. They're, <laughs> the the wood um the you know the outside casing is just beautiful in the in the emblems so yeah it's really it's a great website so i highly recommend everybody check it out you know Thank before we you. wrap up uh, oh yeah you know i actually have one last question because i still deal with a bit of hesitancy when i have an ice bath or even a cold shower but adrian do you ever feel anxious after all these years about getting into the cold water i mean and if so did you just do it and take the plunge? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, four years in, and yes, every single time I feel, I think it's one of the beauties of this practice is there are no diminishing returns. It, it kicks me just like it kicked me in the beginning, and <laughs> I do get anxious before ever, and I'll talk myself in and out of it, too. I'll say I've got one 40 feet from me right now, and you better believe I've been talking to myself all day about getting in, and... <laughs> At some point, I'm going to have to because it's just what I do. I developed the Morosco method. The Morosco method is the antithesis of the Wim Hof method. The Wim Hof method uses a high-energy, holotropic, hyperventilative breathwork to prepare mm -hmm. for the cold. It's very mm -hmm. high-energy, it's competitive, and it puts you in an anxious state on purpose. Hmm. I've got enough anxiety in my life. I'm here for, for <laughs> removing that. So I developed yeah. the Morosco method, which is a sensory immersive grounded experience for moving through the cold with calm surrender. So when I'm standing in front of an ice bath, I'm going to touch on all five of my senses to ground myself. I want to remove the anxiety and any of that heightened energy before stepping into the water. So I'm going to think about what do I see? What do I smell? 
What do I taste? What can I touch? What do I see? What do I hear? I'm grounding myself in the present moment in the senses. I'm also using deep breath. So I'm breathing deep into the belly, hold, breathing out, hold, and I'll do that about 10 times before I'm ready to step into the water. If you are still struggling, I teach this method. I have certified guides throughout the US and beyond. I'm working on certifying more all the time. I also have online deliberate cold exposure meditations on our YouTube channel under Morotsko Forge Meditation Playlist. And in those meditations, I will take you step by step by step, telling you exactly what to do, when to do it. I've got them for two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, and some of them are based on focused healing. So like healing, forgiveness, things like that. I'm working on bringing out some more. And it helps to have someone there to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. I also use sound and vibration healing, aromatherapy, and light therapy. So I set the stage for this to be a ceremony experience, for this to be specifically, you know, grounding yourself in mindful intention, set an intention. When you're in the cold and you want to get out, you want to remember what's keeping you there. So that'll help you remember your intention once you're in the cold. So set your intention beforehand. Put some lighting around your ice bath or some incense or some sage, something that you can smell and see and that helps ground you in other ways. Play some nice music, something really calm. Have a friend there that can actually use a singing bowl while you're in the ice bath. This is what Mm. I do for my clients and this is the way I train my guides. When we can add other methods of healing and grounding to this experience is going to help us move through it with more of a surrender and mindful intentional practice. So if you're struggling, go online for one of my deliberate cold exposure meditations or book a guide or do it with friends. The other way that I find is really helpful if you're struggling, if you're anxious, invite a friend over, be anxious together, guide each other, cheer each other on and coach each other through it. This can be a beautiful bonding experience for couples, uh, for relationships, for team building. There are all kinds of different ways that I use this for team building and bonding experiences and events. So if you're really struggling, get a buddy. Yeah. Wow. Ask them to bring a few bags of ice so you can make sure it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> the more friends you bring, the more friends you invite, the more you can ask to bring bags of ice. That's true. That's cute. Instead of BYOB, BYOI, bring your own ice, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that. Absolutely. You know, I I know that the few times I've done it, um, Adrian, I felt, you know, like a lot of things, I felt, you know, a great sense of accomplishment. You know, I mean, that's a pretty big hurdle to to do it, you know, and I'm not and I haven't done what you've been talking about, which I would love to do. So I think, yeah, just like you've alluded to it, but it's like you get out and boy, what a new mindset you must have. Hey, that, that was I just did. I just did that. That's a great feeling. And it certainly seems a very empowering thing to do for somebody who may be going through life with other things that are disempowering them, which, you know, a lot of us have to go through, unfortunately. So that must be another part of it too. Yeah, we all do. We are all experiencing something. And this is, like I said, it's passive, it's instant, and you get a full reset. I've yet to find another healing modality, even meditation, even yoga, any other thing that I have practiced, nothing gives me that instant reset the way that this does. Yeah. 
And and now wow. you guys have convinced me. I'll get off. I'll get off this call, and I'm definitely getting in the ice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do a. Uh, I'm gonna just do a little dive reflex, and um, that's all. That's go. all I can Face do right flat. now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start slow. Well, Adrian, we don't want to. You know, we we know your time is precious, but we we really appreciate you coming on and educating us. And so this is that time in the show. What I'd really like you to be able to just tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and on the internet. Absolutely. I want to thank you both for having me and helping share this platform so I can do what my mission in life is, and that mm. is to shout the healing benefits of the cold from the rooftop. So I thank you for providing <laughs> that platform for me to do that today. Sure. You can find us at www.morotscoforge.com. You can find us on Instagram at morotscoforge. You can email us at info at morotscoforge.com for any questions at all. We'll make sure that you get to the right team member to answer your questions, even if you're looking for some cold guidance. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Adrian underscore Jezik. And I look forward to connecting with all of you in the future. If you guys are interested in hosting events or getting a forge for your business, please reach out. We'd love to do it. Scott, wasn't she amazing? Really, really interesting. Very enthusiastic, very inform- informational and, and obviously passionate about it. And her, her personal story was very interesting. That's what really is uh, provocative to me is just that personal connection to the therapy. And, and clearly, obviously, she's well-versed in a lot of uh, different, you know, health parameters and you know and and, and healthy ways so it's not just this area where she's well versed but she clearly has found this and and realized the potential for it so yeah I was I was very impressed it was very interesting you know I wholeheartedly believe that we all have the power within ourselves to become the shiniest rock starriest versions of ourselves and I also know that there's no time like the present to get started on taking those steps so maybe ice baths are the ticket yeah. And just to follow up on my question with her, I would say if you're, you know, somebody who has a chronic medical condition, especially if you're over 55 or 60 and you're listening, I would probably check in with your physician, you know, to make sure that they don't see any glaring problems with it. If you see a cardiologist, I would probably talk to the cardiologist. But kind of like I said, if they are immediately dismissive of it, then ask them why. And, you know, and hopefully they'll also be able to listen to, you know, you who have maybe said, I listened to a podcast that talked about it and I've looked at this website and hopefully it'll be open. So if they, if they just dismiss it because of dismissiveness, then that's not good. But I'm just talking about making sure that there's nothing, a medical contraindication to it, which there's not many, but there are some. So yeah, that's all. I, I thought that was my point about that, but it was, it was really a great interview. Really enjoyed oh, it. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I just love the, the emotional side that, you know, she talked about and, and Scott, yeah. one thing, that I've done recently was I actually wrote a personal mantra about letting go of my ego and being Hmm. authentic because I feel like when I have moments when I'm not being true to myself and all um, those moments are times when I don't make good decisions. Not that I make bad ones like eating pizza all day long, crying to tear jerking movies and reliving every bad moment of my life while kicking puppies, but more like, is this decision good for me? Is this decision going to help me grow? But, you know, I want to challenge you to do the same. And I would encourage our audience to do the same. I mean, come up with a personal mantra that will make you feel good inside. And honestly, I think when people do this, they will feel better about themselves and do the practices that continue on in your spirit. 
That is a great, that's a great homework assignment and I will work on it, Professor Sims. I will definitely Ooh, I like do that, that because, Professor yeah, Sims. I think that's true. You know, and I was, as I was listening to you talk, I was thinking also just the act of writing it, just the act of, of creating a mantra, creating a, a saying or whatever the term is, you know, is, 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 is important because I, I, we've talked about it before, I think creativity, Brene Brown's talked about it. Creativity is I think a sign of wholeheartedness and I don't do much of it. I mean, I have to create notes every day when I'm writing in a patient's chart, but I, I, I laugh when I say it, but I literally am having to create thoughts out of thin air and put it on digital paper as it were, but you know, the other side of my brain needs some work. So I think that's part of that too, right? Oh, absolutely. And you know, I wasn't going to do this, but do you want to hear my personal mantra? Of course, I would love to hear it. I'm okay. sure our listeners would too. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to be very vulnerable right now. But um, before I start, I'm kind of obsessed with amethyst right now. And mm-hmm. not only because of their vibration, and I do feel like there's a little bit of healing there, but they're beautiful. And that is my first stone. But um, <laughs> here it goes. I okay. am Beth, and then I put amethyst in there. I am radiant and shining in my fullness. I am capable, powerful, and divinely connected. Every day I live my life to the fullest version. I'm ready to use my gifts and voice to help lift others to live their best life through my purpose. Wow. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. Oh my gosh. That's great. I love that. And do, you know, just again, I hate to get too practical, but I always am, but do you, do you keep that written somewhere where you actually look at it? Or, I mean, you, do you have it memorized do. or how do you, you know, just give me a practical, uh, some practical advice about it. Well, I'm sitting in my home office as we speak. Mm-hmm. And I looked to my right where I have my cork board and it's right there. Okay. Yeah. That's wonderful. So keep it somewhere where you can look at it. And if you're, if you're mobile and don't really have a desk, maybe keep it on your phone or a piece of paper in your you know wallet or purse or something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's well, great. I think we are running out of time. Do you want to tell our audience all about the fun stuff? You know, Facebook, Instagram, and all that good stuff with up to me right well, now. Up to me radio is everywhere social media can be found, and I highly recommend you uh, check out the other shows. They're awesome, and I love them. And of course, don't forget that our landing page will have information about today's guest, and we'll have other information. And you can always say, "Hey, what what's up with that, Doctor Clithro? What's he doing there with (laughs) Doctor Sims?" So it has our bios on there, and. and really, it's just I highly recommend you check out the other shows at Up to, Me, Up to Me Radio. They're very empowering and very informative. And don't forget to check out our other podcast on Spotify and anywhere you find a podcast. And please leave a good rating and share it with a friend and, and do all that social media stuff that can help us spread the word and help spread the news about our show. We'd really appreciate it. And, and with that, we'll see you next time. Have a great day, Beth. Great working with you as usual. You too. We'll see you next time. 